Welcome to the Contra Stoic Podcast. In this series, guests will share their stories to help each of us broaden our perspective. Learning who they were, where they are, and what sparked their change can help us connect, see others for who they are, learn new ideas and ways to grow as we go through this journey we call life. Follow Conscious Stoic on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more info, go to ConsciousStoic.com. Enjoy this episode. Hi, guys. Our guest today is Andreas. I said that right? Yeah. Andreas? All right. He is uh, half Italian, half Chinese. He loves beach volleyball, great food, and great people. I'm super excited to have you. How you feeling? Great. Thank you for having me. First one? First one. Hybrid. Yeah, it's a little weird, man. Yeah, you get used to it, though. You excited to be down? I am. Absolutely. How's the weather up there right now? It is. It's good. Like 70, 75, sunny. Oh, yeah. Tell the people where you're from. I'm from Prescott, Arizona. That's where I live. Yeah. How yeah. long you been there? Uh, six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. You enjoy it? I do. I Why? Do. Uh, <laughs> I like the... I like the mountains. Uh, it's a slow pace, small town, so everyone knows everyone. Uh, yeah. Really? You like? What do you do for work right now? I work at a place called Treehouse, and I work with young college students uh, that are in recovery and they want to go to college. That's what's up. Do you like it? Yeah, I think it's good work. What we do for sure. Did you, uh, you graduated school, you said, right? I did. I graduated NAU with, Uh-oh. yeah. Lumberjack? Yeah. You're a lumberjack, <laughs> dude. All yeah. right. Yeah. What's your degree? It's a Bachelor of Science in Applied Human Behavior. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool, man. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I got the question for you. You ready for it? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you're ready for it, man. Okay. Um, so... In five minutes, about five minutes, right, Mm -hmm. um, explain to people who you are, like what happened to you, where you grew up, and like just give people a a good rundown, wherever you want to start from, Um, just who are you, who who were you, let's say like that, like what happened in your life? Okay, so I'm from Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I grew up in an entrepreneurship household, Uh, my parents uh, worked very hard. They worked diligently, and uh, they started daycare businesses in the southeastern part of Wisconsin. There, and um, mom, uh, kind of codependent. You know what I mean? Uh, she did the the books or the secretarial work, and then my dad kind of did uh, the managerial or kind of the big picture within the business. Uh, Dad was always in a suit, dad was always gone, Um, and I also have a brother who's two years older than me. Um, Had pretty much everything I I ever wanted or needed growing up. Um, Pretty pretty well-off household, uh, private schools, clothes, kind of that, all that, and then uh, went to Milwaukee. Where I went to school there, I didn't, I didn't do so well in college there. <laughs> uh, kind of getting involved with the party scene and, yeah. and those things. And what schools in Milwaukee? I went to UW Milwaukee, which is the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. There. Okay, uh, it's on the east side, on the lake, like Michigan, um, closer to that area. And 
Uh, I actually got in some legality trouble, uh, um, which ultimately uh, I kind of flew out to Prescott, Arizona, and that's kind of where uh, I guess my life changed for numerous reasons. You came to Prescott to get sober? Yes. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, so when did that that world of like, uh, why did you start getting into that lifestyle? Did it start in college or did it start before then? You know, it started when I was 12 years old, and uh, I think a lot of it was to fit in. That's kind of like the stereotypical, uh, you know, hanging out with friends, do, do what the crowd is doing. And uh, my brother also influenced me as well. Uh, and just the resources were there. My parents were never gone, you know. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, they were always gone, so they just give, you know, money and then I uh, kind of go through my things, my brother, and so. You didn't have any parental oversight when you were a kid? I did, I did, absolutely. Um, but when I did, it was more of A to B mentality from my father of, hey, do these things in order to get these things, you know, mm -hmm. like get good grades. It was never like, how how's your day going? Or like, what, what did you do at school? It was more of like, what? what did you get done or like what assignments do you have you didn't have any like real deep conversations with your parents correct were they loving they were very loving um i just think that it was difficult for them to connect with my brother and i being how busy they were with the business and i don't and from my perspective as well i didn't want to connect with that you know i kind of wanted to do the teenage lifestyle kind of thing Got you. And you said mm -hmm. something interesting. You said the the common thing of not fitting in. Mm -hmm. When do you when do you remember that started? When do you remember feeling like you didn't fit in? Honestly, when I became fully conscious of like mind, body, and spirit of like I I am this person, uh, and then the comparison comes in in high school. The sports, you know, I was an athlete, so like I identified with that. Um, basically, when the conscious mind took hold of me, I guess, like as like not enslavement, but um, you know, like I became aware of like, okay, I am me, and like I am this person. You wanted to fit in. Mm -hmm. Why? That's a great question. It uh, is. I think. I think because it's comfortable and it's safe, I think that like the st status quo or the norm would be, okay, go hang out with uh, the basketball basketball crew or, you know what I mean, uh, wear these types of clothes because that is what whatever society or that private school, that kind of vibe, if that makes sense. Did you feel like you were happy? No. Not at all? No. I think it was like a figment, like it was superficial happiness. Um, but what, what it's like today, true happiness or what I would identify as, you know, freedom, um, from that enslavement of consciousness. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe I was happy back then. It's tough, man. It's mm -hmm. tough to, teenage, being a teenager sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it does, man. I, I don't think maybe it doesn't suck for everybody. Like, it sucked for a period for me. Like, there was a period of, like, high school where, I, like, because I was a smart kid, but I was a smart kid in the hood, mm -hmm. right? So right. I grew up in the hood, and I'm, like, this smart, this smart kid. My parents dressed me up like a, 
You ever watched uh, Fresh Prince? Yeah. You know, Car- Carlton? Yeah. yeah. My parents would dress me like Carlton. Yeah. And, like, I'm in the hood. Right. So my mom's sitting. So you already know. That's yeah. why you're laughing. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you were. Oh, man. You were <laughs> going to school dressed like her. Right. Because yeah. she, she, like, my mom had me when she was 15. Okay. So, like, I was poor. We were poor, yeah. man. Right? And, um. And she she wanted me to be better, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I was a I was a smart kid, man. I was in book clubs and mm-hmm. I read all the books and yeah. Nancy Drew, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, and and I made good grades, you know. And that's not cool, yeah. Right? Sure. That's not cool, not, man. Not, not, not yeah. dog, dude. <laughs> yeah. And um, I would go to school in these like outfits, right? And you mm-hmm. know what what ensues, right? They start talking shit mm-hmm. and making fun of me. So yeah. now, right? I gotta beat them up. We gotta yeah. fight so I can prove, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I would say, like, seventh, eighth, ninth grade is when it started, right? Yeah. Like that. I ran track. Mm-hmm. I played football. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried out for baseball. Did not make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a Michael Jordan story. I didn't come <laughs> back and become great, yeah. right? Like, uh, I just got cut. Yeah. And um, I kind of learned to be a chameleon. Yeah. I had already started that process. Like, I always wanted people's attention and I always felt like oh mm-hmm. I didn't feel it fit in and I always felt like the world was bigger than my parents presented. Right. My parents presented a very small world. Yeah. And I always felt like the world was bigger. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that it's a I don't know man, it's it's weird dude being a teenager and trying to find yourself. I was talking to a lady, she uh she runs this meditation for the place I work at. She does this meditation and she wears like all white and shit. She like wears a white robe and like yeah. does Get like, like right, dude, yeah. like spiritual. Yeah. Right? And uh, she was talking about her daughter who's 14. Mm-hmm. And her daughter's like her. Like she's meditative. She's sit. Mm-hmm. She's aware of self. All the things, right, that, that, that we talked about, me and you talked about, like, mm-hmm having this awareness, but not having the people around you to go towards that way. Right. Right? Like, I didn't have, my parents weren't like, they didn't fucking meditate, know anything about meditation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And not having the ability to express myself in that way, because I was always a deep thinker, and, Mm -hmm. and she does. Yeah. But guess what? What? She still got struggles. Yeah. Because she doesn't fucking fit in. Mm-hmm. She's the weird meditation kid. Yeah. <laughs> who, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who, like, 14, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> all the kids are like, you suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to go do this. And she's like, no, I just want to go home and, like, hang out and, <laughs> and meditate and, like, watch anime. And it's yeah. like, I think about that. I always thought that if I had parents that, like, could teach me that shit, like, I would have been different. But it's like, I would have just been the weird kid again. Yeah. Either way it went. I don't know if that that identity would have been, I don't know at 14, like, or 13, or 12, or even 17 or 18, mm-hmm. if if it would have made a big difference on how I felt in society. Yeah. Because even when I was fitting in, I felt like I didn't fit in, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, so you go to college, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're fitting in. Sure. And you're sure. listening to music, and you're yeah. getting deeper, and you said you got into legal trouble? I did. What happened? I got arrested for a strong-arm robbery. Actually, on the east side of Milwaukee. What? Yeah. Allegedly? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had his phone. Yeah, it was it was not a good situation. I went to Milwaukee County for a week and uh, two years of felony probation later. And here I am walking out of free man. So. That's what's <laughs> up, man. Yeah. Hence the neck tattoos. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> They're like listening to this. Like, this dude's got neck 
He's fucking six three. Yeah. He looks like he's gonna murder eight people. Yeah. So what? What's when did that start? When did the change? Like, when did you start to realize like what you're doing wasn't working, and that you needed to change? Like, when did that start? Honestly, it started when I moved away from Wisconsin and I moved out to Prescott where um, I was around a group of men that were essentially living by principle and, you know, they, they had jobs, they were showing up for work, they were getting out of bed, they were, you know what I mean, things I, things I was not doing. Um, and when I, I guess, disconnected from the vices from my parents of like their plans and their designs for me and I kind of autonomous, autonomously made decisions for myself around people that were also making similar decisions um, for the better, that, that's kind of where the change started to shift and that was six years ago. Wow. What made you go out to Prescott? Like what was the, the what's the word I'm looking for here? What was the, the, the thing that caused you to go out there? Like, how did that all come about? Yeah, I think uh, I was just around people that, you know, if I had, I could, you know, after the, after I was arrested, you know, I could simply continue to do what I was doing in Milwaukee, or I could take this suggestion and go have a different experience. Um, and I took the suggestion to go because I always knew Milwaukee would be there and those people, places and things and that atmosphere and those dynamics back there. Were you the one that did it or did your parents say you to go? Um, they, at that point, they didn't really have uh, like much say. Uh, I was kind of doing what I wanted, but I, I think, I don't know, like in, intrinsically, right? So like internally, I just knew like this was not the place to be at the time, and they obviously supported that decision being coming out of Milwaukee County. You know? They're like, you need to go. Yeah, like we, we suggested, you know, <laughs> Ma's crying, Dad's like down screaming, you know. He's oh, like, man. You don't know what to do anymore. How so, long have they been seeing you go down that road? Was it a while? Um, It was, yeah, yeah, it was a while, probably four or five years uh, on and off, you know, good pockets here and there. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, probably five years, six years. Were they looking at you like, what are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was interesting because my dad, he is a, he's like a status prestige guy, you know what I mean? Like our, our last name and look at our things that we have and the things we've done. How could you have whatever, you know what I mean, done, done these things? And he was, he was more worried about like his image than like his own you know, son, for sure. Like, I can honestly say that. <laughs> yeah, man. Do you... Do you... Do you remember the moment that, um, that you decided that you really needed to change your life and that you wanted to do something different? I know that's a deep question. Yeah, let me think. Do I remember the moment was it in jail? Was it before then? Was it like, had it been coming for a while? It was, it was collectively a number, like a sequence of events, right? So I got arrested and I was detoxing in jail. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it's day five and uh, 
I just, I looked outside the window and I just knew that bit, like the position I was in at 20 and where I was headed and where I was at, you know, physically in, in that moment in, in cage. Um, I just knew that like, this was not the plan design for me. You mm. know what I mean? Like it wasn't like this, this, it wasn't a lot, it wasn't aligning. I don't think anything aligned in that, in that capacity. Um, and then, I don't know, like later, I think it was it just asking the right questions and, and being surrounded by the right people, uh, if that makes sense. So, yeah. So then what happens? You go on this journey, you find these dudes, explain that process. Um, I mean, it, it, it ultimately was, was a lifestyle change, right? So I changed everything around me and about me and also within me, which ultimately then I impacted people as well. Um, got in school, got a job, started paying my own bills. Uh, and then now it's interesting. I'm in this position where it's like, what, what do I want to do? You know, because I just graduated college and I'm looking at graduate programs or professional career. And I think what's I think people don't ask themselves that question enough, like what what do I want to do, right? Because mostly it's like the parents of go to this school, do these things, or you get this job and you know here's your list of things to do, uh, and you're kind of managed, right? And I've identified more with leadership and influencing and innovation. Um, you're your dad, you're your parents. Guaranteed, guaranteed. <laughs> However, however, yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Like I believe like the genetics and like the, you know, um, but managers, right? Like managers are task orientated and leaders are people orientated and like, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's more, uh, I don't want to go, you know, work in the hospital or like, because that's what dad wants, you know, And, and seeing dad as like hero and this man who came from this position and now he's whatever multi-millionaire and hanging out in Vegas and um, hero and villain dad sure right that's crazy <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah it's it's more of like standing up and standing up for yourself in like a positive way right um, who are you standing up against I would I would say subconscious you know what I mean I would say like the uh, I mean, I call it self. Um, it's it's kind of the thing that that dictates and litigates. It kind of tells me I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. and then it tells me why. Uh, and that and that has been there since I became aware of this thing at 12, like we were talking about earlier. Uh, if that makes sense. 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope it makes sense to them. They're like, wow, people's <laughs> minds are blown right yeah. now. They're like driving. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, that's what that thing is. Dude, yeah. say it was self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been struggling with that for years. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing, though. Because mm-hmm. I always creep like people say the people mm-hmm. or my parents or yeah. society's telling right. me I got it. It's like, dude, you don't mean you don't have to listen, right? I mean, you essentially do whatever. If you're 18, yeah, in America, oh yeah, do whatever you want, exactly, like whatever, yeah, like <laughs> literally, yeah, anything you want to do. And it's like, what? No, but what are people gonna think? Think about, about yeah. Why do you care? Exactly. <laughs> Why do I care about what I think you think of me? Yeah. Because I don't really know what you think. It's really what I think you think. 
Mm-hmm. And I need you to think what I need you to think so that I can be okay. Right, right. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a broken formula. Uh, the, the equation is unsolvable, you know, in that, in that kind of thinking. And <laughs> that is a good way to put it. Yeah. I, it is literally unsolvable. Yeah. You will never be able to solve that. No. <laughs> I, I've tried. I've tried for, you know, eight years. I've tried to, you know, dis- dismantle the puzzle. Um, but like ultimately I, I think that every human, uh, has some sort of like in, and, and I be- all believe it's internal or intrinsic, right? Even society today utilizes external things or monetary things. Um, and I believe that it truly is within source, within oneself, um, to ask that right question to, to kind of reach that self-actualization of operating in the personal in the vocation whatever on on the basketball court on on the volleyball nets um in the highest capacity through all five senses at all times and it's like buddhism calls it enlightenment you know awakening being your true self exactly yeah (laughs) i really believe that man i really believe that Instead of trying, I'm like a, I'm like a river, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, my life's like a river. And then mm-hmm. I built this dam and I'm like blocking the flow mm-hmm. of water. Yeah. And this dam is holding on to things that it needs to let go and letting the things that I need to hold go through. Right. Right. And I'm just blocking it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of letting it naturally go. Cause I'm so terrible. If she doesn't like me. Yeah. Like if I don't get this promotion, yeah, the fear. Yeah. this chase, this yeah. chase after what I think is going to fix me, this right. external thing is going to fix this internal condition because mm-hmm. then people are going to think what I need them to think. Right. Did you see my Facebook? <laughs> Did you see how many yeah. likes? You Did know. You see, oh, yeah. You see how many likes I get? <laughs> yeah. Because no, nobody can post a picture and not then look at the likes. Right. Just go through. Then I'll, like, look at the number of likes, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll, like, go through and see who liked it. Yeah. And, like, I'm living this life, yeah. right? I got the car and the house. I think Gary Vee, I don't know if you know who Gary Vee is. He's this motivational dude. He talks about it. He's like, People are like, I work this job and I hate it and I got this house. And it's like, I get this car to impress people. I get this job to impress people, but I kind of keep going to the job so I keep the car. Right. Then I buy this house to impress people because I got the raise, but I got to keep getting raises so I can keep affording the house. Yeah. Right now I have yeah. these kids and I got to send them to the school so right, that the right people thing. think that I look good because <laughs> yeah. my kids got to do what I need them to do so people know that I'm a good parent. And right. Everything I do is riddled with what other people think of me. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. And then I wonder why I'm not happy. Right. And I don't know. I just see it a lot where, you know, roles, roles are assigned. You know what I mean? Like the parent, the parent will assign the role to their son of like, you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be this and you're going to go to this school. Kind of like my, my story. And, you know, the, the teenager or the young adult or even adult will, will essentially live live their parents lives that they want them to live for them instead of like you know what I mean like wait why what that question of what do I want to do how do I want to do it who do I want to be around what are my interests you know what I mean basically what we've been talking about (laughs) how'd you find that man um, and what is that? Like, what is like? What's your? What makes you happy? What makes you tick? What makes you? You seem like a happy dude. You seem yeah. like you're peaceful. You seem yeah. like uh, you're just kind of present. 
Uh, I think, I think it comes, it's a practice, you know what I mean? Obviously, like I couldn't, I couldn't do this on my own. Um, I do think that there are just, just greater forces, you know what I mean? Uh, spiritual concepts, whatever you want to call them, uh, higher levels and orders of thinking. Um, how, how do I, um, I don't know. I think I think it's it's just like a, a daily practice, you know. It's uh, it, it becomes habitual, you know. If I if I want to live in a higher consciousness or like a more connected world or a more understanding of people and things, uh, I have to work for it. And I don't know. Like it's not it's not like like labor, you know. I'm not like moving gravel work. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like all. Like it's all internal, you know, like checking in, uh, where am I at? How am I feeling? Am, am I taking care of myself? Am I sleeping? Am I eating? You know, am I drinking water? Um, and I'm all, am I also taking care of people around me where, where I can, you know what I mean? Um, and it's not like I go out of my way to go save the world. Right. Um, but it's more of just being readily available for a situation where, you know, someone has my story and like, they don't, they don't know how to like say, Hey, no, dad, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Or, or like, no Instagram or no Facebook. Like how about I don't gauge my day based on the quantity of likes I've received from this <gasps> virtual, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's real like, though. It's like unpalatable. Right? You know what I mean? It's, like, it's so real. <laughs> yeah. I do it. I still do it to this day, man. I want that pat on the back at work. Yeah, for sure. You did a good job, I guess. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Why can't I just be okay with the fact that I did a good job? Yeah. Why do I need other people to, and that's part human, right? Like I need mm-hmm. to, I need to have a community around me. But I always ask myself that question, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, are these decisions because I want to make them, or are these decisions because I'm being rebellious to fight against what I was yeah. raised, or are these decisions truly of my own? Yeah. And would I do this if no one was around? That's. Those are that. Those are very interesting questions and I think that in order you know we were talking about self a little bit and and the subconscious in order for me to become aware of the the patterns or the lifestyle or the likes or whatever whatever the context is because this can be applied to anything in anywhere um, I need to be removed from the, the the stimulant you know what I mean from the from the, the sensory of like screen and like, you know what I mean? Like colors of clothes uh, in order to become aware and conscious of like, am I really making these decisions or are 80, 95% of my day being conducted by a subconscious thing in my brain? Ugh, that's a scary <laughs> question, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, unplug. You know? <laughs> dude, just sit with yourself. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. ask yourself, like, I always think, like, what if you woke up every morning and asked yourself the question, am I happy? Oh, man. <laughs> and, like, yeah. you get more no's than yeses. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's even more difficult. Like, you got this career, you got mm-hmm. all the, like, this, this fear of, like, losing. Like, I ask myself that question, right? Like, so I like to run. Mm-hmm. And I like running not for the goal of getting done. Right. Right? Like, people, like, running, and then you get done, you feel good. Yeah, I like to run because it sucks. And mm-hmm. every time I run, yeah, I want to fucking quit. Yeah, I want to quit because oh, it's hard, Dude. and I just want to stop. 
Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. But the beauty of pain is like when you're suffering, when you're in pain, yeah. you are 100% present. Guaranteed. You can't get anywhere else. You're right. When I'm running and it's mile five and I'm like, oh, yeah. I just want to stop. Mm -hmm. And I know I got five more. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, God, this yeah. is going to... And then you just lean into it. Yeah. And once you lean into that that pain, yeah. then you're just coasting. For sure. You're just, you're just, you're just there. Mm -hmm. And then you stop and you're like, that sucks. I'm done. <laughs> like, this is... Because oh, that's life, man. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to live this. There's going to be some hard times. There's going to be some good times. Mm -hmm. And then it's done. Right. That's it. <laughs> and if I live it, looking at everybody else and doing a bunch of shit, I don't want to fucking do. Yeah. And trying to get people to like me, the, mm -hmm. you said it the best, it's an equation that is never solvable. Right. I'll spend the rest of my life erasing the chalkboard, writing up new equations, erasing the chalkboard, yeah. then looking back at everybody, is this right? And they're like, nope. And you're like, oh. yeah. And then, then I'm done. Of course. And, yeah. we're, and we're, within that equation, we're at the epicenter of the equation. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're like the, the variable that can't be reduced. And I think, you know, you talked you talked about quitting and... I don't know. I there has been trials and tribulations in my life, guaranteed, and I think everyone has them. Um, and I guess the perseverance of, of getting through, like I, I I dropped out of high school twice, uh, and it was a private school. You know what I mean? And I graduated NAU a year ago with a three point seven five. Wow! Looking for a graduate program, right? So it's like I. If you, if you have something in front of you that makes you feel uncomfortable, and these may be personal goals, these may be diet, this may be running, this may be traveling, this whatever, I guess whatever is that you may see or feel as an obstacle, um, you'd be surprised like how strong and how fluid and how like graceful one, one being can get through certain Tri tribulations within their life and then once you get to the other side of like oh I just graduated like oh I just got that job or whatever that's like the job that I am designed to do um, then then you look for like the next sort of awakening or the next like you know like glass ceiling of consciousness that's like okay this can be broken let's go to the next thing what else we got you know? <laughs> yeah it's continual levels man mm -hmm. there's no it's the uh, you ever, there's this book called the infinite game and the finite game you heard that? No, but I understand the words. Why? Sure. So, <laughs> life is an infinite game. Right. Right. Monopoly is a finite game. Mm -hmm. So, Monopoly, so a, a finite game has set rules, mm -hmm. set players. So, right. there's six players, these are the rules. Mm -hmm. The goal is to get the most money and you win. Mm -hmm. Life is an infinite game. Infinite games don't have set players. Yeah. The players are interchangeable. Right. The players can come in and come out at any point, and the only goal of the game is to continue to play the game. Interesting. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So the only goal of life is to continue to play the game. Right. There is no end to this game. No. <laughs> the end yeah. is when I'm dead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I don't get to like, I get stuck on that like thing like where people are like, I get stuck or I used to get stuck on this thing where I want to leave a legacy. Sure. And it's cool, right? I want to leave a legacy. I want to yeah. leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy. And I'm living my life to leave this legacy, mm -hmm. right? And then when I'm dead, can I even know what my legacy is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how about I just be the best version of me? For sure. 
on a daily basis. How about I just be the best human that I can be? Yeah. And the cool part about that, if I just live my life doing the best, being the best that I can be, mm-hmm. realizing that I'm not always gonna fail. Mm-hmm. That's what makes life dope. Yeah. That I'm gonna I'm gonna suck sometimes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. When I get to suck, <laughs> yeah. the suckiness is what makes the goodness so great, yeah. right? Like when yeah. you're. Like, I wouldn't be happy if I never had sad experiences. Right. It would just be. Yeah. If you didn't have sad, then happy wouldn't exist. It would just be a state that is undefinable. Because right. you need the opposite to define it, right? Mm-hmm. And if I just live my life being present, being a good human, mm-hmm. what I consider to be a good human, mm-hmm. I'll leave a good legacy. Naturally. By Naturally. by default, without like exerting more energy. With, absolutely. And I'll be happy. Yeah. And I'll be present. And yeah. I'll be here. Right here. Yeah. Right? Where my feet are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that moment. For sure. And that's what's cool, man, about that, about life. So uh, what are the goals, man? What's the what are you what's the future? What's the Oh man. What's the uh, next glass ceiling of consciousness? I think so I think society, right? Uh, parents, whatever, uh, want me to do an MBA. Or, or healthcare administration, um, kind of work work at Mayo Clinic, that would be ideal. What do you um, want? I want to do organizational leadership, man. I want to, it's, it's interesting, when, when I'm asked this question right, right out of college and, uh, you know, at the age I'm at, uh, you know, that there are many avenues and routes that, that one can take. Uh, and I think the umbrella would be innovate, influence, impact, lead, and if there is a job or a profession or, or just not even that, but more of like if there is a vision um, and if there is a mission out there, like that, that, that would be essentially what I'd like to Dude, do. Dude, leadership? Mm-hmm. Oh man, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Like, what, what do you... <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. this is my... So I got to keep it quick. I don't want to be too long. So we're going to yeah. go down leadership because you talked about it. Okay. I really believe leadership is getting to know your people. Guaranteed. I think there is no greater. I I don't I don't think there is anything. I think truly caring about the people mm-hmm. who work with you is the most important part of leadership. Guaranteed, and that that's what that's what I studied, and that's what I talked about earlier versus managers and leaders. And if if a company is product driven, right? If they're you got to read the Simon Sinek book. Yeah. You know who Simon Sinek is? No. Dude, you got to read this book. I don't have it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. But go ahead. Finish. Uh, Product driven. And- yeah. So so if a company or an institution or whatever, like a, a societal structure is driven by product, um, that most of the time they, they are managed, right? So it's like task oriented and, and leaders or companies that are people driven, um, become the most successful and the most effective. And if you think of Google, right, like they have a lot of products, right, but if you look at how dynamic their organization is and how they treat their employees, which ultimately will trickle down to product, right? So if I'm taking care of employees and instead of asking, hey, did you get the, did you get the list of things done? Um, you would ask, how was your weekend with your family? Right, and then like it will it will naturally influence product or data. You know what I mean. Once, but yeah, you're absolutely on point with this. 
It's the most important. I, yeah. <laughs> I lead sure. people and I do a good job at leading people, mm-hmm. I hope, right? Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and my experience is because I care about every dude. Guaranteed. Every person, mm-hmm. every woman, every man yeah. that shows up and puts their heart yeah. into that. Because it's like, man, what do you want? Exactly. What are you here for? What are we doing? <laughs> what do you need? What do you need from yeah. me to yeah. get your goals? Your goal is to do what? You need to get a master's degree? That's sick. Yeah. And maybe you outgrow my company. Maybe yeah. you do. Maybe you get so good at your job. Yeah. That you can't. I can't afford to keep you, and some yeah. other company takes you. Yeah. Now, and, and and be happy for that individual to go to go and one hundred percent happy. Yeah. Because now I have a person. First off, you've accomplished your, your goal. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I knew I now have an ambassador of that company. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And in twenty years, this company has created fifteen leaders. Yeah. There's no other. There's no other way, in my opinion, to to truly quantify leadership other than how many leaders do you create. Right. If you create six or seven people that come up under you and they all go into positions of leadership, right. That means you're doing a great job because you're helping people lead. Right. You're helping people be who they truly are, man. And For I, sure. I don't think there's anything important than that. I think people truly need to understand the, the why. Mm-hmm. Why do you come here? Not the what. The what is easy. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah. Right? I, I do this. This is my job. Sure. I put this spreadsheet in this computer. Yeah. That's what I do every day. But yeah. why? Why? Well, I use do this spreadsheet into this computer so that the company can look at it and find ways to iterate and change and grow. And I know that my job is a vital part of this company. Mm-hmm. And now I understand where I fit on this cog. I'm not just a dude that blindly does a task every day right. that I have no reason. I don't know why I do it. I just do mm-hmm. it because they tell me I work my eight hours and I clock out and I go home and I watch Instagram and yeah. I look at TV and I eat some food. Yeah. And I feel like society gets stuck in that. I do my oh, job yeah. and I leave. Oh, yeah. But when I understand why I do my job, mm-hmm. this is vital. And if I don't do it, then these are the consequences. And if I do a really good job of it, mm-hmm. this is what the company can do, can, can do it, can become. Because it's just like me. The company is just like me, yeah. right? We're always looking to get better and grow and, and to be present. And the company gets the opportunity to continue to iterate and grow. I get the opportunity to continue to iterate and grow. And everybody gets the opportunity mm-hmm. to continue to iterate and for grow sure. for the common goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that, dude. I love, I think leadership's one of the most important things in life. Because leadership, as for you, mm-hmm. has played a huge part in my life. Mm-hmm. The people around me that have pointed me in the direction and actually given a fuck about me right. and, and shown it yeah. have changed my life. Guaranteed. <laughs> and they will continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just want to pay that back forever. Yeah. <laughs> Until I die. Yeah. Maybe you after I die. Back. I don't know. Maybe. Let's see. So the goal is for you. So you're going to be going into leadership. We're going to do this podcast in five years yeah. when you're running some company. Mm-hmm. Leadership. Something. Big umbrella stuff. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Sure. All right. So uh, we've kind of gotten the what it was like and then where you want to go and what happened. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's the, the, the question is, is, uh, is, if anybody out there is struggling with um, like finding their true purpose or breaking free, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for them? Ask yourselves the right question. What's that? Who, who are you? Right. What do you... What do you believe in? You know what I mean. Like, what what do you what do you stand for? Um, I don't know how how are you here? Uh, ask ask yourself like 
internally, you know what I mean? Like the, these questions are, they, they should not be sought through external or monetary things. And then um, you're, you're here for a reason, you know what I mean? Found it. Yeah. I like that. All right, and then the question of the ages. Right? I was, this would be the part where I tell people to, to share their social media, but you don't have any. <laughs> no, no, stay unplugged. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I can't do that. But uh, we'll go to the last question, and this is my favorite question of all the questions mm-hmm. that we do on this podcast. So you go to Time Machine, mm-hmm. you hop in that Time Machine, and you go back to when you were 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And you get out that Time Machine, and you have one minute to tell yourself something. What do you tell that 12-year-old you that's struggling? What do you tell them one minute? The decisions you make now will impact you for the next 10 years. That's what I would tell myself. I like it. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. This was yeah, fun. Thank you, thank you for having us. Oh, wait. we got to like go around. <laughs> <my> <laughs> photo on the it's good to have you on here, guys. Um, thanks for you all. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Conscious Stoic. I know. Everybody have a great day.